Happy 4th of July, Ryan. Well, we already released an episode on the 4th of July, and we're just recording on the 4th of July. This one is being recorded on the 4th of July, but I still feel like I should should reach out to you and say, celebrate American independence. Thank you. You're welcome. I feel proud and independent. (laughs) I am proud to be independent. I still live at home. Um... Yeah, welcome to Preview Review, everybody. This is the Movie Trailer Podcast, hosted by me, Tyler Olson. And me, Ryan Toon, the independent one. Well, we're both independent. and Well, one of us has to be codependent, Tyler. We're co-hosts. Oh no. Am I the codependent one? Welcome to Preview Review, where Tyler just found out he's codependent. <laughs> Breaking news. On this podcast, Ryan and I like to talk about movie trailers. Yes. We love going to movies. We love mm-hmm. sitting through the previews. You go there to find out what you're going to get more of. Yeah, we get excited for what's coming out. And hopefully, through this podcast, we get, we get you excited about what's coming out. I did hear viewer feedback that someone was excited to go see Anna because of our podcast. Oh, that was a... We've I made guess some, we're doing it wrong. We've made some poor decisions along the way, if that's the case. Anna 2019, that is. So, Ryan, before we kick off today's podcast, I hear that you've, uh seen some of the movies we talked about previously yes i have seen some of the previews that turned into movies they grew up and evolved oh they're now full movie babies they grow up so fast yeah soon they'll be on like blu-ray and 4k oh and that's like them going off to college and then they'll get on like amazon prime and video put on streaming yeah. yeah wow and that'll be like them getting a phd and then they die uh, the when they show the up on stars is when they yeah are aired <laughs> just twenty four seven or like a twenty four seven like Christmas marathon. Oh, but that's I the death. Like those movies. No, that's the death. Ralphie. <laughs> <laughs> I guess anyway. actually there's been a there's a much more serious marker that a Christmas story is dead, and that was the live musical adaptation <laughs> on TV. That's true, but does that mean Hairspray is dead and Grease is dead and The Sound of Music is dead? Well, for Carrie Underwood, it is. Carrie Underwood's dead? <laughs> Breaking news here no, on Preview no, Review. No, 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 no. Where Ryan has just found out Carrie Underwood has died. <laughs> she dug her keys too far in the side of my pretty little souped up four wheel drive. Her? It's me. You are her ex. <laughs> this is on tape. Does Veronica know? <laughs> we have to burn this episode. Anyway, I have to review some movies, so. <laughs> yes, it's time for Ryan's review roundup. Ryan, what movies have you seen that we've discussed previously on this podcast and what did you think about them let me check my notes i went the wrong way in my notes thank you sound effects thank you for making this podcast literally impossible to edit production quality tyler (laughs) all right so the first movie i watched was uh yesterday remember that one the one where the guy forget like he everybody else forgets the beatles but he remembers but, and then he decides to profit off of it. You told me something interesting, Ryan, and that is that not only the Beatles disappear in this movie. No. It's like random stuff's gone. He's like, can I get a Coke? And they're like, what? Here's a Pepsi, you pleb. <laughs> He's like, what? Wow. And he Googles Coke, and all that comes up is Pablo Escobar. Spoilers. <laughs> oh it was a good joke. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, I like this movie. It's a fun, heartwarming movie. Uh, some things you have to like suspend your disbelief for because they don't really explain everything, but it's not that kind of movie. It's a fun time. If you like the Beatles, you're going to have some fun songs that you recognize. Ed Sheeran does a good job of making fun of himself. And by the end of the movie, you're like, hmm, my heart feels nice. The next movie we're talking about is... 
Hmm, gotta go back to my notes. I hate you. Oh, Spider-Man Far From Home. This movie was very exciting. I was very excited for it as a huge Spider-Man fan. And seeing Spider-Man on the big screen again just really got me excited. I'm trying to figure out how to review this without spoilers because a lot of the movie is spoilers. But I liked it a lot. And if you know me, IRL, come up to me and we can talk spoilers. But not for the internet. They can't know unless they like literally click on anyone's spoiler review. But not here at Preview Review. We keep the spoilers. This is a spoiler-free zone, unless the spoilers actually in the trailer. Unless I spoiled Phoenix. Unless I spoiled the Coke joke from yesterday. Oh, that's true. Sorry, yesterday spoiler keepers. Next movie. It's the last one, so it's the last time I have to check my notes. Mm, yes. I was gonna edit it out the first time, but now this is a gag, it's and a I have gag. to leave it in. You have to. And I'm so mad. <laughs> The last movie, oh, we saw this together, Midsummer, Ari Aster's second movie. To me, this movie is directed well and edited well, and everything is superb about this movie, except for one thing which I think is lacking a lot, and I think that's the most important thing to a movie, which is story. I think Ari Aster does a great job of showing what he wants to show on screen, getting the great performances out of the character, the cinematography is great, the editing is great, the color pops in the film, but I think... At, le at least for me as a viewer, I wanted more from the story. Mm -hmm. So, if you didn't like Hereditary, this isn't your film because it's just doubling down on no. everything. Yeah. So totally. But if you did like Hereditary and you want a challenge, good luck with Midsummer. It's also very long, a lot more drawn out, I think, than Hereditary. Mm -hmm. And I do want to say one thing, and that is that when we saw this movie, it was very distracting because the projection in the theater kept like washing parts out and then darkening yeah, like when you're like, like when the auto brightness on your tv is messed up so i want to say to the projectionist in theater five at amc mission valley in san diego from the ten twenty midsummer showing on last tuesday, tuesday night the second of july we're coming please, for you please help help is actually a feature song in yesterday <laughs> and it was a good I, when i listened to it on the soundtrack i was like mm-mm because it sounds too, uh, I don't know if that's translatable to your ears, listeners, but it was, uh, and then I heard it in the context of the movie, and I liked it a lot better. So if you were worried about help, don't be. But if you're worried about Midsummer and Theater Projectionist in Theater 5 at AMC 20, Mission Valley, you should be. Because we have a vendetta. So Tyler, what movies are we talking about today? What trailers? Let's see, Ryan. On today's episode, I want to talk about the trailers for the upcoming Black comedy thriller horror movie, Ready or Not, Ooh. and also the upcoming space adventure drama film, Ad Astra. Oh, wow. How about you? Me? Well, thank you for asking, Tyler. I would like to touch on the film The Farewell, which is a uh, Duolingo... No, that's not the right word. The app? <laughs> With the bird it's... that comes to threaten you if you don't practice? Bilingual is what I meant. There you go. Um... Movie about, it's a family drama about keeping secrets and death. Ooh. And we can get more into that. Mystique. But first, I mean, but after that, I want to talk about um, the family drama about keeping secrets and sex. <laughs> Good boys. Oh my gosh, it's not a drama. <laughs> this movie is like such a raunchy comedy. <laughs> but it looks really funny. I'm excited to talk about that one too. 
It is. And uh, since we're talking about movies like The Good Boys or The Ad Astra, where there might be neither, great performances. Neither of those movies have the in front of them. Oh, you're talking about Farewell, then. That one does have oh, the in front of the it. the Ready or Not? Also, no. Okay, but anyway, the opening question for today is, based on a trailer, only the trailer, what performances or performance are you excited to see in the rest of this year, 2019, Year of Our Lord? Praise be to God. Well, that's what AD stands for. Let's see. I think that, based on the trailer, one of the performances I'm really excited to see this year, and we're actually talking about it on today's episode, Good is voice. Aquafina's performance in The Farewell. Oh. I only know Aquafina. I mean, she is a music artist, She or she started her career as a music artist. I don't know any of her music. Mm-mm. I only know her as an actress from Mm-mm. movies, the movies Ocean's 8 and Crazy Rich Asians, both of which she plays very comedic characters, and... I think that for well, just based on the trailer, it looks like she is laughing and crying and screaming and like so many different emotions are being conveyed in just the trailer. And she speaks two languages. She speaks Duolingo. She got it on her phone. She speaks Duolingo. Yes. And uh, she's just speaking in computer code. Oh, zero zero one 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 zero. There will be a drama film eventually where people are speaking binary. That's the... Like, future with x Machina. They tried to pull it off with in Blade Runner, but it just didn't come through. That was, like, the fourth cut of the movie they released. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, Aquafina's performance looks absolutely stellar. I mean, of course, all the reviews coming out about the movie do praise her performance very heavily. The movie mm-hmm. currently has 100% Rotten Tomatoes, so I-, I don't know. Especially because the story, and we'll touch on this when we discuss the trailer, especially because the story is so personal to the director, I think she can really pull an authentic, real performance out of Aquafina, and I'm really excited to see that on screen when the movie comes out. Ryan, what performance are you really excited for this year? Well, Tyler, you know me. I'm a big nerd. I'm currently wearing a Marvel shirt full of superheroes. So the performance I'm most looking forward to is Walking Phoenix in the film Joker. This is a, the newest iteration of the take on the DC villain, the Joker. And Joaquin Phoenix is a great actor. And from the trailer, it looks like he's got this plight where he gets more and more unhinged and delves more into insanity. And I am drawn to it and I want to see where it's going. I feel like I'm going to sympathize with the Joker and then feel bad for sympathizing with the Joker because he's the bad guy. And I feel like a great actor can make me do that. Totally. And one of the things you mentioned to me when we discussed this earlier was Joaquin Phoenix had previously said, like, oh, I don't want to be in a comic book movie and stuff like that. And yeah, they asked him to be Doctor Strange. He signed he on to no. do this movie. So I think that means that he's committed and he's pulled in by the story and he's committed to the role. And I think that bears well for what his performance will actually look like. Mm-hmm. And I think this character and this movie look like a meteor performance than that of Doctor Strange in any of the movies he's been oh, in definitely, so far. Yeah. So maybe Joaquin made the right choice. And Benedict made the right choice for him, because he's making money. He is making good money. Right? And he gets to do those hand things. Whoosh, 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 he whoosh. hit the world before any of us did. And he saw the future. Mm-hmm. 94,000 times or something like that? Yes. 94,000 or something like that times. I don't remember the time. I don't either. I remember. Okay. I'm not trying to judge you for not knowing the amount of times. Anyway, I think it's time to talk about movies that you want to talk about. Get it, Tyler. <laughs> Alright, so let's dive into the first trailer that we're talking about on today's episode. This is the trailer for Ready or Not. This movie comes out on August 21st and is co-directed by Matt Bettinelli-Olpin and Tyler Gillette. Both of them have previously collaborated on 
other horror films like VHS and Southbound. Have you seen either of those movies? Because I haven't, and I don't know. Is that a good thing? Are those movies we like? I haven't seen any of them. Well, good luck. It's our first time seeing this director. The only, I mean, besides the trailer, the only, or I guess from the trailer, one of the movies that this film reminds me of is the film You're Next, which was directed by Adam Wingard, and that is a really great like horror comedy like that is really, really impressive. Okay. One of the things I love about that movie is the way that it subverts horror tropes within the movie. Mm. And I think that Ready or Not also looks like it could be doing some of that as well from the trailer. So what do you get? What's the plot from the trailer of this movie, Tyler? So the plot of this movie is a young woman who's going to be played by Samara Weaving. I don't know anything else she's been in, but that is her name according to the Wikipedia page. Mm, Samara, not Samara. That's not a typo, right? Samara? Samara, yeah. Hmm, interesting, unique name. Mm-hmm. Is it Hugo Weaving's daughter? Uh, maybe. I don't mm. know. If, if it is, we'll let you know. When Tyler's editing this, he'll splice in, it's Hugo Weaving's daughter. But if, if he doesn't do it, it means it wasn't Hugo Weaving's daughter. Or he just didn't do that. No, yet. I gotta do it now. <laughs> so right here is where I'll do it if it is Hugo Weaving's daughter. If it's just silence, you know what that means. She's Hugo Weaving's niece. And we're back. <laughs> Tell us if it was Hugo Weaving's daughter. Yell at me, because I don't know. <laughs> but Tyler does. This, okay, so Samara Weaving plays a young woman who's recently married Adam Brody, who's a young man. Is that Adrian they Brody's say, brother? I don't know. <laughs> I don't have family. Okay, we have a limited space to keep notes for these episodes, reading off these outlines, and you want me to include a family tree for every actor that we include on here? I don't think it's Adrian Brody's brother. I don't think so either, but I'm not going <laughs> to address it. I don't think it's spelled the it. same way. It is spelled the same way. But oh, okay. shoot. Now you have to splice it in. I'm not splicing Silence. it in. I'm not. Okay. And we're back. <laughs> Tell us if it was Adrian Brody's brother. I'm not brother. telling you. <laughs> this episode. Okay, young woman marries young man. He says, one thing you have to do before you're officially part of the family we go back to my crazy mansion because I'm from some richy Oh, he's trying to family. flex. He's trying to what? Flex. Oh, that's not what I thought you said. <laughs> One more thing you have to do. Come back to my super sweet mansion with all my family and we're going to play a game. Like, and sorry? she's like, really? That sounds kind of lame, but okay. I guess I'm going to do do the head that doesn't like board games. That's your first red flag. She's actually the villain in the movie. <gasps> No, I'm just kidding. Calling it now. Anyways, they pull a card. It's hide and seek. She's like, are we really going to play that? And they're like, well, you kind of have to if you want to be part of the family. She's like, okay. There's no real way I can win this game though, right? And the guy, one of his like dad or uncles or someone like that is like, you could stay hidden until dawn, like in a joking way. And she's like, I'm not going to do that. So she goes and she hides somewhere and then they're hunting her down. And we see like the family's grabbing crossbows and axes and guns. And we're like, what is happening? She doesn't see any of this, but what she does see while she's hiding in the bedroom is the maid comes in trying to look for her, and the family mistakes the maid for her, and they shoot her and kill her. And so now she's like, oh shoot, this isn't just hide and seek, this is hide and survive. Ooh. That's what they should have called this movie. (laughs) Anyways. Ready or not. I actually do really like the title of this movie. It's a good title. Um... So, yeah, it's kind of like the, the, you know, the most dangerous game, right? This idea of, like, hunting humans. Like, mm. for some reason, the family believe... Uh, this is the information I gleaned from the rest of the trailer. For some reason, the family believes that unless they kill the first person to, like, marry into the family, something bad will happen to, like, their estate and their family. 
So that's what they're trying to do to Miss Samara Weaving, who may or may not be Hugo Weaving's daughter. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Something I really appreciate about this trailer is um, the comedy in it. Yeah, and so based on that premise that I just spoke about, it might seem like it's a pretty horrifying movie. You're going to get killed by your future father-in-law. The trailer is actually hilarious and like really funny, and it's basically a black comedy. I think it does handle that really well. My favorite joke in the trailer is one of the guys gets a crossbow, and he's like, shoot, what am I going to do with this? And later we see him on his phone watching, watching a YouTube, a YouTube tutorial. Called, your crossbow and you. It's so funny. That's a great joke. What's your favorite joke, Alex? I think my favorite joke in the trailer is when, in that first instance where I said, like, they shoot the maid or whatever, and they come in, and they're like, ah, I shot the maid. And, and then the, the one of the other guys are just like, does it look like she's wearing a big white dress? Like, mm. the girl's running around in a giant wedding dress, and they're like, oh, I accidentally shot this maid that looks nothing like her and is just wearing a black dress. Yeah, that's pretty funny as well. So, you thought that the point of the game is to kill her, but I think that, you know, maybe they just want to see if she's a scrapper, a scraper. Can she survive the night? Is she really worth their name, you know? Maybe that's what's going on. Well, there is that line about, like, whatever, you know, we have to do this unless, or something bad will happen. But I don't know that, like, if the point was just to kill her, like, you're guessing, like, they would just just kill her. her. Yeah. So, there is also a point to, like, I guess, playing the game, Mm -hmm. but maybe that'll be more fleshed out. Maybe they're, like, worshipping pagan gods, and they say, anytime anyone comes into your family, you have to play a game. A deadly game. Ooh. Something you didn't talk about, but I thought was an interesting twist on this trailer, was the fiancé is trying to help her escape. He's not trying to kill her. Well, at least there's a cut in the trailer where he says, I'm sorry, I had to play along, but we don't know for sure if that's the case or Mm. if that could be an out-of-context scene where he's going to later double-cross her. Interesting. You're thinking five steps Oh, I think... Well, I was playing 3D chess. This is 3D chess right here. The interaction between the newlyweds is also one of my other favorite jokes in the trailer when he's saying well you wanted to get married and, and she goes, she's like don't, don't like this on me, on me. <laughs> he's like you're right that, that was a good that's one. a good one that's a good one um yeah i think this movie looks like really funny it's got a little bit of gore already in the trailer i'm gonna imagine that there's gonna be a, quite a bit in the movie itself so i think it'll do some of those horror elements well as well and yeah i i think i'll go see this movie me i think too. it'll be a good time yeah Stay tuned for Ryan's review roundup, ready or not. Wow. Sometime in late August, early September. Anyway, what's the next movie, Tyler? So let's move on to the second trailer that we have to talk about today, which is the movie Ad Astra. This movie's coming out on September 20th, and it's going to be directed by James Gray, who's done films like We Own the Night, The Immigrant, and The Lost City of Z. This film features Brad Pitt, Tommy Lee Jones, Ruth Nega, Liv Tyler, Donald Sutherland, and Jamie Kennedy. The title of this movie is Latin phrase for To the Stars, and the premise of this movie that I gleaned from the trailer is Brad Pitt is an astronaut that's being sent into space, what I can guess is like quite a large distance away in space, to go track down his father being played by Tommy Lee Jones as like some sort of like space policeman or something like that. Well, it looked like his dad's like a researcher or something like that that may have done something to like double cross or you know, go back on what the mission was and Brad Pitt's being sent to go either, like, retrieve or correct him in some way by Donald Sutherland, who seems like the, like, operator of the... President of NASA. Yeah, whatever the space, like, foundation is. Yeah, I think there was a line in there 
about Tommy Lee Jones looking for like other life, and he's been gone for years. And this looks like it could really delve into the psyche of Brad Pitt because it shows him going through those training exercises and having to recite the oath, like, I will do my job to the best of my capability, I feel fine, like, don't mm-hmm. worry about me kind of thing. Yeah, I think this will be, like, a good sort of cross-section of the sci-fi action as well as, like, the more psychologically, like, character-driven drama. Yeah, it um, reminds me a lot of, um, like, an interstellar type thing where it's, like, delving more into the mind of the astronaut, not just, like, go out there and mm-hmm. do your mission and it's cool and, like, yeah. I think it'll help with, like, the family drama of, like, yeah. hey, is this what you're doing is right? Like, is Dobbin Sutter the bad guy or is Tommy Lee Jones the bad guy? Like, yeah. Or is Brad Pitt the bad guy? Yeah. We don't like, know. Gravity was a movie that did that very well. Like, it was mostly just Sandra Bullock on screen and a lot of the plot was not just her physically surviving all this, like, space action and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but, like, her grappling with the psychological, like, weight of being alone in space. Yeah. And that, I think it'll do some of that with Brad Pitt as well. So I'm excited to see that performance as well. So you mentioned that the title is Latin mm-hmm. for to the stars. Yeah, add to the Astra stars, like astronomy. Oh, wow, wow. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that at all. I had to look it up. Oh, I thought you spoke Latin. I did take Latin in fifth grade. Wow. But, Weird you know, flex, but okay. This is why I can recite the Greek alphabet to the tune of Down by the Banks of the Hanky Panky, where the bullfrog jumps from bank to banky. Wait, Greek, but not Latin. I don't know why. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Alpha, beta, gamma, delta, epsilon, zeta, eta, theta, iota, kappa, lambda, mu, nu, psi, omicron, pi, rho, sigma, tau, epsilon, phi, chi, psi, omega. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pinar, do you like the title Ad Astra? I do, but also I don't. Hmm. I... Like, it's better than if it was English to the stars. Like, I like that it's Latin. It kind of gives it some mystery, some, some mystique, weight. some weight. Yeah. And I should mention Ad Astra is kind of pulled from a longer Latin phrase, which the first half I can't remember in Latin, but the full like English, English translation is through hardships to the star which, oh. or to the stars, which I think is like kind of related to like what is happening in this film. In this movie. Yeah. Like so the, through the drama, so through we the could psychological weight, this movie to be into the cosmos. Brad Pitt has issues and goes to space. I think that would be a better title. I don't, because that's Issues in space. Issues in space, wow. Daddy issues in space. Do you but like the title? I... It, it intrigues me. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't know it was Latin at all, and I was like, what does that mean? Also, it's very similar to director Ari Aster's name. Yeah. <laughs> Which I kept getting confused with because Midsummer has been promoted along with Midsummer or, a little bit. Or Ed Asner. It is. The actor. Yeah, it has been. Wow. Do you think they're all Latin for something about stars? I do not. Well, that would have been cool. But I think maybe this movie would have been cooler if it was called, like, Daddies in Space. <laughs> I don't think so. Or, um, Space Cops. Or Space Rescue Mission. Or... Those all sound terrible. Or, um... The more you say this, the more I like Ad Astra, because it's not that. Well, this is why I work not in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and I just comment on it. But, you know, maybe maybe saving my dad because he's in space and is a maybe bad guy could be a cool title. Yeah, actually, I do like that one. Uh, thank you. So, yeah, this is like a great character drama, also some really cool space elements. Uh, the director, James Gray, did say that when he was setting out to write and, and do this movie... He went to space? He was trying to... Um, oh, he or he said he was trying to portray 
the most realistic depiction of space travel ever put on screen, which is a huge task when Apollo 13 is a movie that exists. Or First Man did really well last year. Yeah. Or even 2001, Mm -hmm. back in the 60s. I don't know. I've never been to space, so I don't know which one's most accurate. Well, yeah, it seems kind of strange. Like, not strange. It seems like a very difficult goal to achieve, but it makes me excited because, Uh like, space movies are really cool. Yeah. It also seems like uh, if you told me this is the most accurate portrayal of space travel, I would just have to say yes, because I don't know what that's (laughs) like. I have no idea. (laughs) Yeah. So, way to go. Um, What's his name? James Gray. You did it. Maybe. I haven't seen the movie yet. And even if we did... But if you we told wouldn't me, know. if you told me you did it, I would believe you. That's true. So good job. I trust you, James Gray. Well, to be fair, the quote is saying that was saying he is going to try to, not that he has done it. Well, if he tells me he did, he could lie to me, and I'd still agree with him. We'll have to wait and see. Let's see if he lies. We're watching for your lies, Mister Gray. So, but as I said earlier, space movies are really cool. This is a great genre. A lot of really cool, inventive stuff has been done within Mm -hmm. this genre. So, I'll ask you, Ryan, what do you think the best space movie is? So, this question's really hard for me because when you say best space movie, to me that says, what is the best movie that, like, is it the best movie that takes place in space? Is it the best movie that utilizes space as a setting? Is it the best movie that, like, the movie doesn't work if it's not in space? So, to me, when I thought space movie, I thought, you gotta be out in space, you gotta have some great scene sequence of floating around in space, taking fun of that zero gravity thing. And a movie that I think does that really well is Wall-E. I've chosen Wall-E for the best space movie. I love that. Because when I think of space, the score of that film alone just makes me think of space. Totally. I don't know how they did it. Mm-hmm. Wall-E floating around with Eve in space is just an amazing sequence with his little fire The fire extinguisher, yeah, yeah, is awesome. So good. And... The battle against the AI with Wally and the plant, like, of course the AI wants to keep living in space. Like, that's its job, that's the prime directive, but also, without space, what is he? Mm-hmm. Who is AI? So, and Wally's just trying to do the right thing. So it's, like, this real conflict of, like, man versus machine, but the man is the machine. Yeah, machine versus machine. In space. And this movie can't work without space. Totally. That's awesome. That's a great pick. I love that. Me too. That's why I chose it. Tyler, now I must ask you, what is the best space movie? Wow, I didn't know where you're going with that, and that took a hard left turn. I'll have to think of it. Um, mm-hmm. My time. I think the best space movie for me. What qualifies? Like, what? Why would you call so it? So the, the one, best space the movie? I guess from the questions that you listed, I would say it's the the best movie that has that utilizes space as a setting, mm. and for me. That is Alien. The original. The original Alien. That's a good one. Just the way that it uses space as a setting for this horror story. It is primarily a horror movie with, I would say, sci-fi and space elements. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't subtract from space being used as a setting for this movie. Yeah, the tagline of that movie has space in the tagline. Yeah, the tagline is, in space no one can hear you scream. And that is like... One of the best taglines for a horror movie ever made. I love that so much. If you take away space and just put it in any city, it doesn't work. In what? London, no one can hear you scream. No, exactly. It's or not on cool. Earth, yeah. It's and cool. it's also not true. Because people... Have people will always hear you scream in London. Unless you're in space London. Ooh. Isn't that like in Doctor Who? Probably. With the big London spaceship. I feel like I've... 
thought of that for some reason. Anyway, tell me about Alien. <laughs> so in Alien, um, one of the things I love about it is it uses the silence of space, as hinted at by that tagline, a lot. And it kind of does it like, it's almost like the OG Quiet Place in my mind sometimes. Like, it, mm. it uses the sound so well because space is so silent. And then in the opening, like, the alien eggshell is cracking and that's like the only sound that you hear. It's like... It's so good. Plus, the creature design of the Xenomorph is so iconic and so scary and so cool. Absolutely. And all the elements just of the movie itself, like, if I'm just looking at the best movie that takes place in space, like, it's also one of the greatest horror movies. And Sigourney Weaver has an amazing performance, and Ridley Scott's direction is fantastic. Like, it's just a really great movie, but it's a really great movie that takes place in space and utilizes space elements very well as a part of the narrative. I agree. Good choice. Thank you. You know what? I'm over space. We're done with space. Let's talk about Earth. Back to Earth. More specifically, China. China? Yeah. We're talking about the new movie, The Farewell. Oh, I'm so excited for this one. Me too. It looks really good. It looks so good. All right. So, The Farewell comes out on July 12th in a limited release, uh, directed by Lulu Wang, who directed a film called Post Humorous, which neither of us have seen, but maybe you have if you're into that kind of It's posthumous. Well... If you break it's it down... Not, it's like after death. It's not after humor. Well, cool. <laughs> if I pronounce that one incorrectly, see how I do with the cast names. Um, so the first one, the first cast member in this film is Aquafina. Yes, like the brand of water. Yes. The second is Zima. Mm-hmm. The third is Diana Lin. Yeah, that's pretty good so the far. The fourth is Zhao Shuzin. And the fifth is Lu Hong. And, well done. I feel like those are really good pronunciations. And I'm stopping at the fifth because <laughs> I don't want to screw it up even more. Because I couldn't even pronounce posthumous. You did now. Wow, I'm you learning. Don't. Anyway, the plot of this film is Aquafina's grandma, who lives in China, has been diagnosed with cancer. And the family is all going to China uh, under the guise of there's a wedding. And they're really doing this trip to China to say goodbye to the grandma one last time. But the big thing here is they're not telling the grandma she has cancer. She doesn't know she's dying. She's been diagnosed, but not to herself. She does not know about the diagnosis. It's a secret diagnosis. Mm -hmm. So the title of Farewell comes in when this is Aquafina, the main character, Billy. It's her last chance to say goodbye to her grandmother. And she's struggling with a conflict of, like, do we tell her? And all of her family and even the doctors are like, no. Like, we don't tell her. Like, that's just the culture in the East. Like, Mm -hmm. you're a Westerner because you're mainly living in the United States and you don't understand. But we don't want to put that kind of baggage on her. Mm -hmm. So I think it can be very exciting and interesting, especially since a lot of the film will be subtitled and, like, spoken in the natural tongue of Mandarin. I'm assuming it's Mandarin. Yeah, Mandarin or Cantonese. I'm not quite sure which one, but yeah. I don't speak either, so I didn't recognize it in the trailer. (laughs) Yeah. But I could read the subtitles and the words that they were trying to tell me. Oh, you can read English. Yeah, I can read the English subtitles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job. Yeah. And it looked like the script was good. Yeah. Because of, I could read the script on the Well, screen. we don't know if that's actually what they're saying. Maybe it's... Ooh, it's a It's tr- like a comedy in China, but it's a drama in the U.S. Because they changed wow. the subtitles. They just want to win the Oscar. So they changed the subtitles. <laughs> it's like a really raunchy comedy. Wow. <laughs> that's what we know Aquafina for. Your whole performance thing's out the window now. <laughs> wow. Dang it. Um, yeah, and one of the cool parts of this movie is the whole narrative is based on the director's true story. Lulu Wang did have a relative in China that was diagnosed with an illness, and her family decided to keep it a secret from her because they didn't want 
that weight of knowing that you were terminal wow. to be like to affect the later half of or not half but you know the later years of someone's life that's crazy so it's awesome that i think she's adapting this to film and as the director i think can do a lot to bring all the performances but especially i'm assuming aquafina is kind of like well she's the standing character for for the wedding Wang, yeah right? so Especially out of Aquafina, but also just all the characters having been through that experience, I think as the director Lu Ling will do a great job bringing that. Yeah. Together. And if you're worried this film sounds like a big downer, like it might be, but also in the trailer is sprinkled in comedy. So like, that's how life is. Like, it's not always just sadness. There's also like comedy and brevity in between those moments. Absolutely. And I think, yeah. At least from the trailer, I think that this movie is going to have that and reflect real life really well. Yeah, and I think not just by chance that oh we'll throw in some like lighthearted comedic like to break the tension like i think it's no, very intentional it looks so natural that too this is what life is like in times of trauma like there have been all kinds of times of sadness and mourning where comedy and lightheartedness do come through in people's lives and that's just i think the movie's not just trying to do that for the audience's sake of like not being a downer but to actually showcase the spirit yeah, it's very real, too. Very, yeah. Because me personally, I remember when I was in middle school and my grandpa died. The first time I heard that, I made a joke. And mm-hmm. so this movie is, like, really, at least from the trailer, it looks like it's capturing the human spirit of trying to make sense of tragedy through comedy. Yeah, and also the anger and the frustration, too. We see a lot of that where they're screaming at each other and yeah. trying to say, like, you know... Aquafina's character is getting upset, like, why don't we tell her this is the right thing to do? The parents are getting upset, like, you don't understand. And that's another cool, I think, layer to it is the cultural themes and exactly. narrative that's the, into it. Uh, inner conflict within the main character, like, these are the ideals I was born with and brought up with in the West, but this is how things are done in the East. Yeah, what the, is the East right versus West, I think, and especially being a movie that is bilingual, too, like, it'll have a lot of weight uh, to cover that theme, because it's something people learn about a lot, and, like, intercultural communications or anthropology classes of this like east is collectivist west isn't an uh individualistic right and the line that i love in the trailer is you're from the west you believe that one's life belongs to oneself that's not how it is in the east in the east one's life is part of the whole part of the family part of the collective and that's like a great tool to study the difference between individualist and collectivist cultures if you're in a college class on that kind of stuff but it also is a great theme for the movie, I think, to kind of show, like, these are two very different ways of thinking. And I think Aquafina's performance will be very rooted in that, reconciling with those two conflicting points of view and perspectives. Yeah, I totally agree. Tyler, are you ready for uh, to really tonally shift the nature of our podcast right now? <laughs> because I'm about to talk First, about... let me say The Farewell looks really sad, really great, and magnificent, and I'm very excited to see this movie. Yeah, let's talk about Good Boys. Good Boys! Let's go. <laughs> okay, Good Boys will be released on August 16th and is the directorial debut of director Gene Stupnitsky, who um, really has only worked in TV and writing before this. But this is his big directorial debut on the big screen. Way to go, Gene. Check out the big film on Gene. All right. So the cast in this film includes Jacob Tremblay from Room, little boy with long hair, but now he has short hair and he's a raunchy boy. <laughs> it's not the same character as Room at all. It's so Disconnect funny. him now. 
Here we go. Also, Brand uh, Brady Noon, Keith Williams, who are I'm assuming his other the two friends, other boys, yeah, who are not known to me. They don't have Wikipedia pages, so I wow, couldn't tell you anything about them. Wow, they're that unknown. Mm-hmm. Someone who likes to edit Wikipedia, get on that so I can go to the Brandy or Brady Noon Wikipedia page. <laughs> uh, Will Forte is in this movie too. Uh, so is Molly Gordon and Little Rel Howard. Don't forget Retta. She's in it too. So this film looks hilarious. It's a raunchy comedy about sixth graders who are being in, who have been invited to a party, and they need to find out about kissing. So they spy on the neighbor and using some, a drone. Using a drone. That's the thing that kids do nowadays. The neighbor takes the drone. They have to get the drone back, and in order to do so, they steal her backpack. I think, or like a purse or something. Or something. Like and they do a trade-off, but they also have to be involved in this frat house, and went across a highway, went across a highway, and, and steal a steal beer, and a convenience store, yeah, and play on a sex swing, and watch porn, run into a school bus, and it's full of madness and bonkers stuff. Yeah, the trailer is kind of so chaotic; it just kind of jumps from scene to scene, joke to joke to yeah. joke, and so. It's I more don't a, really get the full scope of the narrative of the movie, but there are a lot of really hilarious jokes. My only caution is that this could end up being a movie where most of the jokes are the ones in the trailer. I thought that at first, but then I saw the Green Band version of the trailer, and there are different jokes. Yeah. And they're just but as funny. But now I'm more worried that we've had you know twice the amount of jokes. <laughs> Maybe we're getting close to the limit. That's a good point. But here's my counterpoint. What if you're Ryan's wrong? Ryan's very serious right now, leaning forward, and he has one finger extended at me, so this is a very intense conversation about good boys. Good boys might have more jokes than you realize. Thank you for that insight. I appreciate that. Anyway, I think it looks I still really look funny. it looks funny. Yeah, the, the trailers are hilarious. The trailers are really funny, and as you said, the plot is kind of jumbled up in the trailer, but it does look very raunchy. It stars middle schoolers. This movie is not for middle schoolers. Just, it's not for everyone. It's not for almost anyone, but I'm still going to see it because I oh, think it looks so funny. It's for us, Tyler. <laughs> Gene, the director, came up to us and said, I've made a film for you. And Didn't it stars... Me. He came up to us. Both We were both there. I don't think I was there. I think you're thinking of someone else. The other one who I host a podcast about movie trailers with. Oh, that's right. Wow. Fucking cheater. Well, this is awkward now. Anyway, as you were saying... Don't worry, we're going to counseling after this. The trailer doesn't look like it shows the plot very well, but it does show the tone very well, which is something I appreciate about this trailer. Definitely. And, well, we did this with Ready or Not, but Tyler, what's your favorite joke of the trailer? There's so many to choose from. My favorite? There's so many to choose from, and I love them. I'm going to pick my top two. Okay. My favorite joke in the trailer, or my favorite jokes in the trailer, are when they go to the swap for the backpack for the drone... The teenage girls go, uh, like, to each other. They go, there's Molly in there. And the boys overhear this. And, of course, they're referring to Molly, which is, like, the nickname for a recreational drug. But the boys hear this, and they turn to each other. And they look at the girls, and they say, who's Molly? Because she's not with us. Mm, Classic good boys trailer joke. It's really good. My second favorite one is when, uh, (laughs) again, with the teenage girls, they talk to the boys, and they say, this is what happens when you don't respect women. And uh, the young boy, played by Keith Williams, I believe, speaks up and goes, 
I respect women. My mom's my best friend. And his other friend speaks up and goes, what about me? So good. I'm How glad about you? What's your favorite joke? Well, I would have given two, but your second favorite joke was also my second favorite joke. So we share a second favorite joke. But you gotta joke. go your third favorite joke. No, right? I'm going my first favorite. And your third. First and third? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Give me one minute. Is this gonna be a full minute? Because... I gotta know if I gotta edit this out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Okay. Um, my first favorite joke, I'll think while I'm talking, it's gonna be great. Um, my first favorite joke is when they're gonna cross the highway. <laughs> it's so good. And they're like, are you serious? We're not gonna cross the highway. And Jacob Tremblay just looks at his friends and he goes, are we fifth graders or are we sixth graders? And they all <laughs> charge the highway. They're like, you're right. We're freaking sixth graders. We can do this. As if the few months of summer between the school years made them prepare to run across a busy four-lane highway. Yes. I love it so much. And now my third favorite joke, which I've been thinking of this whole time and I'm totally prepared to tell it, is probably when one of the boys is trying to steal a beer. Yes. And who has it stuffed down his pants. And the security guard at the um, supermarket's like, what's in your pants? And he looks down at what obviously is the shape of a beer bottle in his pants. He looks back up at the cop and he goes, my penis? And the delivery is so good. And the next line is, take it out. Sorry. The beer bottle. It's a raunchy comedy. <laughs> Anything goes. There's no middle schooler penis in this movie. There better not be. I don't want to catch a case for watching Good Boys. <laughs> it's a big trap. Gene's just trying to get us to go to jail. And um, Seth Rogen produced it. Seth, he no. set us all up. Seth, I watched Longshot. Oh. No one else did. Don't one of do my, this to one me. One of my favorite jokes is actually in the Red Man trailer where it has a little preface of Seth Rogen talking to the actors and like he's like, we, I produced this movie and you're in it. Just so you know, this is a Red Band trailer, so even though you did these things in the movie, you can't watch yourself do them in the trailer. And all the kids go, that's fucked up. And Seth Rogen goes, you're right, it is fucked up. You can say that, but you can't watch yourself say that. <laughs> The meta, the, like, the meta intro for the trailer is really funny, too. It's pretty good, but I don't think any of that's going to be in the movie. That's just for us trailer heads. It's just for the trailer fanatics, and that's why we have a podcast. That's what we're here to do. Uh, good Boys looks hilarious. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. All right, Ryan. Yes, let's Tyler. close out this episode by okay. playing a game. Ooh, I love games. What are we playing? We love to play games on this podcast, and we have a special treat for our longtime fans. This is our first recurring game what? that we're playing on this podcast. We played this game, I think, in our very first episode. Well, throwback. When we talked about yesterday. Throwback to six weeks ago. It's all coming full circle. I reviewed yesterday on this episode, and we talked about the trailer for yesterday on the first episode. Wow. It's like poetry. It, it rhymes. rhymes. Uh, the way we're going to play this game is Ryan's going to play on his phone into the microphone. The first ten seconds of a movie trailer, after those ten seconds, I will try to guess what movie... He played the trailer for, but the little wrench or catch that we're going to play this time is all four, there's going to be four movie trailers that he plays. All four are going to have some sort of overlap or theme or connection between them. And so after I guess all four movies, I will then have to try and guess what do they share in common. And here's the twist that you don't know, Tyler. Oh no. (laughs) All four of these trailers actually share three things. What? So you're going to have to figure out the three this things This is so many layers, man. I had so much control over the planning process, and now Ryan's just sprung this on me. All right. Also, all of these trailers are going to start at different points than the zero-zero mark, because I'm going to try to get the first bit of dialogue okay, in Okay, so trailer. it's not the first ten seconds, but, you know, ten seconds towards it's the beginning of the trailer. It's ten seconds towards the beginning of the trailer. Okay. 
Yeah. None of the longest one in will have to start at 48 seconds. Okay. Because for the majority of that trailer, it's just playing a song. Okay. Okay. That's okay. fair. And we're going to start with that one, if that's okay. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Give me a second to queue it up. Okay. Trailer one starting now. And that's 10 seconds. Oh my gosh, that's so hard. I could tell that was Jesse Eisenberg's voice. It was Jesse Eisenberg's voice. Is it... Social Network? It is The Social Network. Wow, that was just the first Jesse Eisenberg movie I thought of. <laughs> Congratulations, that's impressive. Alright, second trailer, we're starting at 5 seconds. Give me a second to queue it up. Okay, here we go. And that's 10 seconds. This is um, the King's Speech. Yes, very good. All right, trailer number three. We're going to start at 15 seconds, and I'm going to queue it up. Here we go. And that's 10 seconds. Is it Dunkirk? It is not Dunkirk, but I can understand why you might think that. Oh, that was just my sounds. first guess. Would you um, like 10 more seconds? Yeah, let's do 10 more seconds on that one. Here we go. And the safe thing to do is track a new course back up online. And that's 10 more seconds. Oh my gosh, this is so hard. It, Yeah. That's the game, Tyler. This is a movie that's already come out. All these films have already come yeah. out. I guess that's the fourth thing they all have in common. Um, uh, Do you want a year? Huh? Do you want the year it was released? Yeah, let's get the year. 2015. Oh my gosh, no idea. Oh my gosh, I have no clue. Can I get ten more seconds? Sure, here we go. We don't do shit out there like a bunch of goddamn dogs. You and your half-free son. Get the war on out. I'm talking to you. And that's 10 seconds. I have no idea. I cannot place this at all. That was the trailer for The Revenant. Oh, yes. It's a very good trailer. If you haven't seen it in a while, I recommend it. That was a good trailer. I just could not place, I'm assuming, Leo DiCaprio. It wasn't Leo or, talking. Um, it was Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. Yeah, because of the acting that they do in that movie. Mm -hmm. All right, and here's our last trailer. We're going to start at seven seconds. So let me cue that up. Okay, here we go. Michael, how are you? I found something really interesting. The whole housing market. Stop. That's 10 This seconds. is the big short. Yes. Okay. It is. Congratulations, Tyler. You've heard all the trailers, but have you figured out what they have in common? Okay, the first one that I think I figured out after the first two, I was trying to use it to help me place the third one, but I didn't quite get there. But I believe these are all movies that start with the word the in Correct. the title. That is one of the three. Okay. The, the Big Short, The Social Network, The Revenant. The King's Speech. The King's Speech. The other thing, I'm tr I was trying to think if it was directors or writers, but I don't know that there's anything there because no. Aaron Sorkin did Social Network. Adam, Adam McKay. McKay did Big Short. Inuritu did Revenant. And then I don't know anything I about the behind-the-scenes the speech. But, and I also don't think, I can't think of any actors that are in common either. No. Leonardo DiCaprio, 
think broader. Basically just Colin Firth. Are these all movies that came out in 2015? No. Uh, Social Network and King's Speech came oh, out in 2010. They just came out much earlier. That's right. I just was guessing. But Big Short and Revenant did come out in 2015. Yeah, they were at the same Oscars. I remember that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I could say like, these are all movies with a male lead character, but that's like mm. so many movies. <laughs> You're not wrong there, but that's not one of the three things I wrote yeah. down about them. See also 90% of the history of film. Except for that first film it has no lead actor. It's just a train coming at you. And everyone freaked out and ran out of the theater because they thought the train was going to hit them. <laughs> That's the first film. You want me to tell you what the other two things are? Um, you were close. and You said something that would have helped you out. Oh, oh, um, Oscars. Yeah. Uh, these are all Best Picture winners? They're all Best Picture nominees. Uh, nominees. Yeah, because Big Short didn't win. Yeah, none of these films won, I don't think. Did The Revenant not win Best Picture? No. Oh, no. 15 was... Spotlight. Spotlight. Yeah. But, yeah, they're definitely all Best Picture nominees. Yep, and then do you know the third thing? Maybe... Ties into this podcast, this today's episode. Today's episode specifically, or just podcast? No, today's episode specifically. Oh. I don't know. So it has something to do with Ready or Not. No. Ad Astra. No. The Farewell. Yes. Um... They're not bilingual. No, but they are all based on true stories. Based on true stories. Nice. So, yeah, that's true. If you played along at home and you did better than Tyler, good job. You. It was so easy to do better than me today because that was hard. So, um, I'd say, what, you got like 75%. You got three out of four trailers. I did three out of four trailers, and but I only one, got one. You got two. Of... You got the best picture. I, I kind of helped you with that, but you did it all by yourself, really. That's two out of three. Okay, so that's four what? out of six. Four out of six, which simplifies to two thirds. Two thirds, which simplifies so to like sixty percent. Sixty-six. Yeah. Not too great today. Yeah. So, you know what? If you had done a hundred percent, I would have given you a bear pelt from the Revenant oh for your gosh. new place. But instead, I'm just gonna send you a gif of a dancing bear sometime in the next week. Wow, I can't wait. That's and better because I don't want bear pelt. So that's, that's the episode, yeah? I think that is the episode. That was a great game. I love that. We should play that more. Yeah, maybe every sixth episode. Is that what we're doing now? Yeah, I mean, every four episodes, I guess, because episode one, then two through five, and then it's episode six. Yeah. So this one be episode 11. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. It was episode it one, was. and then it'll be episode 10 plus one, two ones, full circle. It's like poetry. Where are you going? It rhymes. <laughs> Do not know. Anyway... Um, also, don't forget to tell us if you follow us on Instagram or Twitter. You can DM us and let us know if there's any games that we've played before that you want us to play again, or an idea for a game that you might have that we could try playing on. We the may podcast. or may not do what you tell us to. I do read all the DMs, but I don't always like accept them. So you may not know that I've seen it, but in your heart, you'll know that I've seen it. And by all the DMs, I mean like the two we've received so far. We have a fan base. It's growing, slightly, but surely. Wow. So if you want to DM us or follow us, you can check us out at Preview Review, spelled the same way as the name of this podcast on whatever you're listening to it on. So just look down at your phone. Look down at your phone. And type that into you Twitter. You can even copy and paste it, maybe. I, I don't, don't know, know how mechanics, that works. But type that into Google, or yeah, Instagram or Twitter. Well, if you Google it, it might work. I don't know. We haven't tried it yet. I haven't Googled ourselves in a while, but wow. we should give it a shot. Yeah. That's a Preview Review. R-E-V-U-E.
in yeah. case you can't look down right now. We do have to say the spelling. It's actually in our contract mm-hmm. with each other. We don't. We're not part of like a company, but we do have a contract with each other on things that we have to do in this podcast. It's true. The uh, other thing that we have to do every podcast is ask, "What was your favorite favorite trailer of this episode?" And which of movie that we discussed in this episode are you most excited to see? And Ryan is obviously still thinking, so I'm going to go ahead and go first. My favorite trailer that we discussed this week is Good Boys. It's hilarious. I laugh out loud every time I've seen it. I see it a lot because it plays before so many movies. Like, it played before Midsummer, I think. It did. It was really weird. It was the Green Band version, too, which was even weirder. So, I'm excited to see it because every time I see it, I laugh at something... Sometimes something well, new, your sometimes trailer, other right? jokes. That's my favorite trailer. Yeah. What are you most excited to see? I'm most excited to see The Farewell. It looks so good. I've been craving like a good, like kind of artful, character-driven drama film this year. And I think this one's going to really hit it home. I think Aquafina's performance looks stellar. I think the story sounds super rich and beautiful. And I can't wait to see that movie. I agree with you. The, the Farewell does look great and beautiful. And Good Boys does look hilarious. I think my favorite trailer of the week was Ready or Not. Hmm, that's an interesting choice. Because there hasn't been anything like it in a while. I agree that Good Boys looks great, but I feel like I've seen this kind of movie recently. That is true. Ready or Not has a little bit more creativity and uniqueness to it. So I see the trailer and I'm like, ooh, a new horror film? But I'm like, nope, this is not your mama's horror film. This is a comedic horror film. Totally, totally. And I'm into that. And the movie I'm most excited to see is Good Boys. Huh. The trailer gets me. I laugh at it. And I've been seeing the trailer for so long. They released this trailer in May. And the movie comes out in August. August, So I'm excited to see this trailer, or this movie, because I guess just through, like... Exposure. Exposure. Yeah. The marketing worked. Well, and also I guess, like, this could be one that you're excited to see because the trailer, like we said, is mostly jokes and stuff. And now I want to see the movie because yeah. I want to know what the story is. That I'm ties kind it of confused. Together. I'm like, why are they running across a highway? What does that have anything to do with the plot of the movie that I tried to figure out in my head? It's because they're trying to find Molly. Where'd she go? I don't know. But she's, she's not, not with, with us. So I guess that makes Good Boys our big winner of Good today. Boys is a big winner. My favorite trailer, you're most excited to see. This is the movie? first time we've had a mix match, is it? I don't know. That's probably wrong. But I've said it, and now it's on tape forever. I've listened to our podcast so many times that I can't remember. I don't usually listen to the podcast that much. I have to listen to it because it's the only way we can boost our Spotify listens. Oh, don't tell the fans. Yeah, we don't have a fan base. It's just me all the time. You're the fan base? I'm the fan base. I am number one. Cool. Anyway, we've been Preview Review. I hope you enjoyed listening to us because we enjoyed talking to This has been a great episode. I'm really proud of ourselves. We're really getting this podcast thing down, man. Good job, us. Episode six. Six great six episodes. Six. Stop. This has been brought no! to you by Satan. Goodbye. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>